Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Hard Rock Lunch Box. I'm not a crusty crab. Ah, uh, what is up, everybody? It is time for another edition of the Hard Rock Lunch Box, and of course, it's Bastard Child, the top 20. How's everybody doing? Everybody, be sure and bring their pride with them today. Yeah, let's get fabulous, everybody. It's always a- you know, it is never worth all the work to do that. It just isn't. <laughs> and yet, still fun. And I realize I'm playing on a stereotype there with the fabulous, but I don't know if anybody saw the opening <laughs> Pride Month in New York City. You'd probably feel a little fabulous, too. I do not feel fabulous. Uh, in case anybody was wondering, thanks for asking. Um, yeah. Welcome to the show. I, you know, Pride Month, like, I, I, I guess <laughs> this is going to sound like a real white male thing to say, but I don't always understand why we need, like, full months of stuff. Like, I get it, kind of. But, like, I just don't fully understand, like, like, the fact that we need a month for, like, Black History Month, uh, Women's History Month. Uh, Pride Month, like the fact that we even need that, like to remind us, like that these things are important. I think is probably more the problem, and that is not your stereotypical white male answer. But like, you know, I don't know if you ever like look around and see what National Day it is. But like, when you get to like National Donut Day and National Hot Dog Day, like the only one that really matters, honestly, is July 11th because it's Free Slurpee Day, and like we can all just kind of get behind that. That's- but I understand that all these things are important because they they create and maintain awareness, right? And they give uh, some sort of platform on which on which to stand. Like, you shouldn't have to wait for Black History Month, by the way, the shortest month of the year, very clever white people, to, like, have black history awareness. Like, I just, I think it's, I think it's kind of silly. Um, but it's not, I'm not negating the need for it. I'm making fun of the fact that we need it. And that's where we are as people. Like, we are still so shitty to each other that we require a month to remind ourselves uh, about black history and women's history and pride and all that other stuff. And I honestly, I don't even know. Like, I know there's autism awareness is in there somewhere. And, and fine. I mean, fine. I just think it says more about us as a people that we need a month to remind us to be good people. Like, how about being a good person all the time? That's what I'm trying to do. I try and be a good person, like, once a week, roughly on Thursdays, kind of noon to two. And I fail miserably every time. But at least I get right back up to bat. Speaking of at bat, uh, Noodles Kit is playing uh, T-Ball, which I don't know how many parents we have out in the listening audience that have, I'm going to say, suffered through a T-Ball season. But, man, it is one of the worst things in the world you can do as a parent to not only your kid, 
but also to yourself. Like, seriously, like, I would rather you just take, like, like, go to any school, like, the usually, like, where they play handball. Like, go to the wall, take ten large steps back, and then run as fast as you can into that wall. And that would be better for you than a season of T-ball. T-ball is excruciating. I don't get to use a word like excruciating all that often, but this is what, like when they invented T-ball, the very next day, an astute parent invented the word excruciating. Because basically what it is, is a bunch of young kids that can't hit a ball, can't catch a ball, can't do, can't throw a ball, and they're all playing baseball, sort of. Like, in it, just on a big stick, they hit the ball off it, eventually, they usually hit the stick, and then, like, a bunch of coaches, like, have to take this stuff seriously, and some of them, honestly, get a little too carried away, which is always the funniest part for me, and don't get me wrong, I am the first parent in the audience to be like, ref, what do you like, blind? You know, it's like just in my nature to just defend whatever team I'm defending. Like, that's what's so funny about whenever I watch the Super Bowl because I don't watch football. I don't care. I don't really have time for sports in my life, and I'm not shitting on people that do. Like, if that's your thing, then that's your thing. I have other things. Like, I do the band. I coach the, uh, the Hurricanes and stuff like that. That's me. And, like, honestly, like, I am way more interested in what's going on in our division in travel girls' travel soccer than I ever will be in what is in the NFL. But when I sit down to watch the Super Bowl, which I end up doing almost every single year in the first five minutes i pick a team and then within the next two minutes i defend them fiercely with my life (laughs) but don't worry 10 minutes after the game i'm not even sure who played anymore so it all just kind of works out what's my point i have no idea uh, but Noodle's kid is playing T-ball, and Noodle is miserable for it. And I keep telling him, like, soccer's a much better sport. And, like, you know, honestly, like, he's half British. Like, he should, like his kid should be playing soccer already. Uh, like, she, he should have been grandfathered in. He should already be on Man City. So, like, I don't, I don't know how the rules work, but I feel like that's how it is. So I've been talking about soccer. I don't remember why I was saying that, but it doesn't really matter. People, something. It doesn't matter. How do you guys feel about some lighthouse cake? Top 20, new top 20 is out this week. I have been so slacking and I so apologize. I apologize 100 plus 100 other percent at my inability to get to uh, respond to comments uh, on there and even like on the on the on the bacon is my podcast stuff. I have been so overwhelmed with work and life and like medical stuff and I am just and what I'm going to be talking about probably here some on the top 20. I have been completely overwhelmed. So if I have not gotten back or responded to anything, it is totally my fault and I am very sorry. I am desperately trying to catch up. I am just I'm I find myself in a bottomless pit of a bunch of things uh, that are going on right now and I just I cannot catch it up. But I'm trying. I'm desperately trying to catch up and I will get there. But please feel free to, to like it and share it and subscribe and comment and I will get to that eventually. Um, but it is the one um, where I talk about like, you know, some uh, analysis of shows and stuff like that where people are like listening and stuff uh, I also made fun of DeSantis which by the way DeSantis this week on Fox said like not only will he win if he's the nominee uh, he'll serve two terms and he will destroy leftism in America I just want to be quite clear if you have any politician that is ever like I want to destroy the people that we don't agree with like you don't need that that's what Hitler did that's what Mussolini did and honestly 
DeSantis isn't even as smart as those two dudes. DeSantis is a big fucking idiot. And, like, he just... He, like, he doesn't even... He doesn't... He doesn't deserve to be the nominee nominee for president. He doesn't even deserve to be the governor of Florida. Besides, he barely won that. He's also managed to basically ruin Florida in the past four years. I thought Florida was actually still doing pretty good, but it turns out fiscally, it's in hella bad shape. And retirees are having to leave Florida to find a better place to live. Like, that's where you're supposed to go to die, right? Florida, like God's waiting room. They've been saying that forever. And now retirees have to leave because they can't afford to live in Florida anymore because DeSantis is just just screwing stuff up, which is typical of like the Republican legislature, and I'm not getting political. It just look just look at what happens because Republican tax structures tend to favor the the richer because that's what they do, and the poor can basically go fuck themselves. Like that's basically the Republican uh, stance on stuff like that, and now it's happening in Florida where you have a lot of retirees on fixed income. They can't handle this kind of nonsense. So. Don't ever, 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 ever vote for anybody that is like, we're going to destroy the side we don't agree on, agree with. And I'm telling you this, like, don't take, don't do it on the left. Don't do it on the right. If that is your platform, like if some Democrat came up, like liberal Democrat and was like, we're going to destroy Trumpism in America. Like as much of a good idea as that might sound like, that is the wrong platform to take. And I'm not a big high road kind of guy, but just solve my problems and solve what's going on right now. I don't need you to fight fights with other people. Like I'll handle that on Facebook where it belongs. You just solve our problems. Like, he's worried about, DeSantis is worried about, like, the woke ideology in America. Like, we already went through this, and DeSantis is his lawyer. His own lawyer basically had to define it, uh, just define wokeism as, like, people that realize that there's something systemically wrong and are urging and working within the system to change it. Like, honestly, like I keep saying here, everybody should be woke, and anybody that isn't is just arrogant, an asshole, or currently winning, which is basically, if you look at the DeSantis followers, you see, like, kind of older, middle-aged white people who've got it pretty good right now, but everybody else is getting screwed under that, and those white people are afraid that people are going to take what's theirs, not realizing that there's plenty for all of us. That's the big lie. That's the big problem. When you have white middle class people just desperately holding on to the little pile of gold that they have, keeping everybody else out without even realizing that their pile of gold can get bigger if they just let all these other things happen. That's the myth with unions, too. People are always like, why do I have to have a dollar twenty-five come out of my paycheck every week to fund unions? Well, I got news for you, genius. Most people that are in unions that are paying that dollar twenty-five are actually making an extra four fifty an hour. So Like, doesn't that kind of make sense? But the people that are like, oh, no, it's mine. I want it. And they believe the lies that they're told by people that are, you know, above them. Because, obviously, people in power definitely have your best interest at heart. Because you are a special, special boy. (laughs) Man, DeSantis pisses me off, like, on the regular. Unbelievable. I really didn't want to talk about that at all. So, uh, other stuff. Stranger Hits TV. Um... That reminds me. I've got some Chris Waterbury videos i got to watch. Chris, if you're listening, I will get to them. I promise. Um, so uh, they had a full interview this past Monday with uh, Steve Pisani from Michael Kelly Guitars. 
I keep hearing the name Michael Kelly Guitars. i got to be perfectly honest with you. I don't know anything about them. I don't know anything about the company. I just know that they're local, and they seem to be hella supportive. I've never talked to them. I've never heard from them, so I don't know anything about it. So I might just try and uh, watch that and learn a little bit. Uh, whis- uh, whiskey chemistry and tasting, hangover cures, and fun show news, discussions and drinks from last night. Um... I don't know about the seven questions coming up, and I don't know if they're doing the Twitch live stream. Uh, I didn't see it posted at the time of this recording. Other show news, uh, obviously the big shoe. Uh, June 16th uh, at Mr. Beery's, it's going to be us, Craving Strange, Something Heavy, and Born of Scars. As I was going through possible ideas for the set list, I decided I didn't really want to play songs that we played the last time we played Beery's, so I printed them both up, because now that we're like really not playing a lot of shows, it's like I'm trying to like squeeze stuff in. Don't forget, like Rebel Nine was a band that used to play 100 times a year, and now we're down to like six, seven. Like I'm probably going to add a couple of shows. I've been talking... Um, I've been talking to a couple other people about adding another show. Uh, we have not been asked on any other shows for the year so far, so I don't know any of those. But uh, I went to go do it, and I realized the last time we played Beeries was exactly six months to the day of the time we're going to play now. We're going to be playing June 16th, and our last show there was December 16th. And I was like, that's weird. But uh, maybe it's Providence. I don't know. I do know it's going to be fun, and I'm trying to shape it to be fun. We've got a brand new cover that we're doing. We've got a brand new song that we're trying. Uh, and I'm actually just looking around at some of the older material that we just don't play all that often. Um, and some brand new material, too, that we don't play all that often. I will say the four songs that we just recorded, none of them are going to be in the set. So please don't ask. <laughs> Uh, but we are set to release Side Out probably in late July, so that'll be like our main kind of thing for the August show. Uh, and then we'll just be dribbling out songs after that. We've got a, I've got a lot to do, and and I have the I have the linear time to do it. But what I don't seem to have is is the. Um, I hope we get. Some, oh yeah, yeah. I hope we get some older material. Yes, you're gonna get some older. Material. Um, so I have a lot to do, and I have the linear amount of time to do it. Uh, what I don't have is, like, the physical amount of time to do it anymore. And uh, I will say, like, I've been dealing with a bunch of stuff medically, and I'm not being elusive. I just don't feel like talking about all my medical stuff because it's not so much that's embarrassing. But, like, honestly, like, I... I definitely keep some stuff private on this show, and that's cool, and, and nobody's ever busted my balls about it because I'm open about a lot of other things, and a lot of times it's really when I get ready to, like, talk on things. Uh, sometimes I can't talk, don't want to talk about things, like, while they're happening and stuff like that, but I've had a, uh, just a parade of medical maladies um, this year, starting the day after our last show in March, and I've just been really laid up ever since, and... It hasn't even been one thing. It's been, like, four things. Uh, major things that have required, like, doctor visits and imaging and some procedures and general anesthesia. Like, some, some, some major things that have been going on. And, and one of the bigger problems I've been having with it is that um, I don't know who in the listening audience deals, like, with medical professionals and deals with, like, the medical establishment as it is today. Uh, but it is really, really hard to work within the current confines of the medical thing, unless, apparently, unless you're on, like, Medicare, unless you're, like, 65 or older, in which case everybody will 
take all of your jobs because they get to bill the government for whatever they want, which is always funny to me because, like, you know, old people are very protective of their Medicare, but they're also the first people to, like, uh, put put the kibosh on, like, student loan forgiveness. Like, you know, and they're like, we earned this. Like, this is our Social Security. Like, no, you own your Social Security. This Medicare thing is getting really ridiculous, honestly. And, but that's another show, and I don't even want to get into it because it's a whole can of worms. It's a whole can of old people, and nobody wants that. Not even for Christmas. Not even for Jewish Christmas. Um, what was I uh, Just, oh, the medical stuff, right. So it's like... I can't even go do something without having it approved by like several people. Like I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Um, well, it, you know, it's not even that. Like the the approval is kind of annoying. It's, but it's it's manageable. Like I understand. Like okay, if your insurance company is going to pay for something, they have to approve some things and don't approve other things. I don't necessarily understand why it is. I know that. I've had several x-rays, and I have several more coming up. I know that I do not need approval to go to to get an x-ray. In fact, Zwanger Siri, uh, you can basically just walk in the same day and be like, hey, man, can I get this x-ray? And they'll be like, yes, or, you know, we're full today. But for an MRI, you need actual approval for your insurance company, from my insurance company. And I've had to get a couple of those, and I'm actually awaiting another one right now. And I understand that that's the game. I think it's stupid. I think if a doctor that is in your network says this dude needs an MRI, you should just get an MRI. Like, I don't know. Doesn't that make sense to you? Like, your doctor that you told me to go see, you know, I didn't go to a shaman, right? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't go do some ayahuasca and be like, you know what would be cool, man? Like, it's not like me and Jimmy sitting around like, you know what? We should give each other x-rays, man. You know, like, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I feel like I could talk Wayman into that. But Jimmy might be down for a couple of x-rays. I don't really know. I don't know. It's not... Of all the things that we've talked about, that's never really come up. But, like, I can see it. Like, my weed impression. Is that accurate, Jimmy? It's always a no! Yeah, Got a puff, puff ass like Marino. Yeah. Uh. The weed's so good, gonna wanna take a hundred rips. Oh, wrong button. It's always a no! So anyway, if that's the game, it's stupid, but I can play it. T-Ball's a stupid game. People play that. I can play this one. But what I've been really running into is people not doing their job. And I've been talking about this for a while, right? Like, people that are, like, working jobs, like, even in retail or, like, food service and stuff, like, they're on their phone. They're just not doing their job. They don't want to work. Nobody wants to work, right? Everybody hates the fact that they have to work for a living, like... I get it. I'm just, I guess I am just so old at this point. Like, I just remember where, like, when you worked, you had pride in the job that you do, and, like, you wanted to work, like, you liked those things, you, you did a job, and you earned money, but a lot of people just want to, like, have money and, like, not earn it. Like, I gotta tell you, that sounds really awesome, but, like, it's not super fulfilling. I mean, I'd find a way to fulfill myself, like, phrasing, but, like, dude, man, like, I understand, but you're... You know, your parents aren't rich, and you're not an influencer, and you're not a hot chick and you know that sings for a band, and you're not any of those things, right? Like, you have to work for a living. Like, sorry. Like, you can play the lottery, and maybe that'll work out. Or I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, but, like, p- 
people don't want to work and people don't want to do their jobs. And now the introduction of the phone, not that it's now. Like, nothing distracts people more than, like, you know, Candy Crush or uh, Quasi Cupcakes if you're a Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan. Like, that kind of stuff. And people are just so distracted that they're not doing their job. And, like, the examples I wanted to give, like, I had a procedure um, uh, last week that actually required pain medication. Like, I'm not a big pain junkie. I don't like pills. I don't like any of that stuff. But I needed uh, pain medication. So they said they would they would call it in, the place that I went for this procedure. And they didn't. They just didn't even bother to call it in. So I actually had to go to my regular doctor. Sorry, my nose is so itchy. Trust me, there's zero boogies involved, but it is very itchy. So I actually had to call my on-call doctor and be like, yo, dude, they didn't even bother to send him pain meds. Like, pain meds, it's not like, hey, man, can you send over some stamps when you get a second? Like, pain medicine is for, uh, what's the word? Pain, which tends to be urgent and excessive sometimes. So, like, I had to do that. But they just didn't even bother, didn't even bother calling it in. And now my new example is I... I need, I've been talking about this pinched nerve that I have in the back, in my neck. We think, we're, we're not even totally sure, but I have numbness in my hand. My, my index finger is numb all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every minute of every day. Uh, it's bad. It's a neurological problem, right? We don't know exactly what it is. So the, the first step is, because I did hurt my upper, my upper back, and, and I damaged um, my cervical vertebrae. Uh, the first step was to take an x-ray, which we did, and we saw that uh, the uh, cervical vertebrae was kind of problematic. Um, but then we needed to um, get an MRI, right? Because that's how you tell, like, the soft tissue. So uh, my chiropractor tried to do to get an MRI, but it's not, he's not in my network. So they said, no, I went to my primary care doctor. She says, it's probably not that and wouldn't give me an MRI. So I went to another doctor that was recommended to me to hit for him to evaluate. So I went down there and I, you know, told him the deal. He's like, yeah, you definitely need an MRI. And I was like, man, I was just saying that. So I guess we're both doctors now. Uh, so they set me up with, a, with an MRI, but this was Friday, the Friday before Memorial Day. And I was talking to the woman. She's like, I can't do this online. I have to call and nobody's answering. And I'm like, that's honestly fine. Insurance company is terribly difficult to work with. And I'm sure the week, the Friday, mere hours before Memorial Day, you know, they're probably not even there. I mean, a lot of people get off at like three o'clock on Fridays. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I I don't understand how that works. I mean, it'd be really nice if I did, but I don't. I worked a full day on Friday because I'm just cool like that. So I understood, but like I expected, like maybe Tuesday they'd go Wednesday. So I call I call on Wednesday to try and like find this. They send me to somebody's voicemail, and still, you know, I'm like I tell details. I'm like I need this MRI, and now nothing, still nothing. So I have to call this morning, and I call again. I'm like, hey man, still a patient there, still waiting on this MRI authorization that only the doctor can make to the insurance company, so that I can go get this MRI that I've needed for now eight weeks. And I've been in pain every single minute of every single day ever since. And all I really need is some magnetic resonance imaging to tell me what it is. We think it's herniated disc. We're not sure. And I need to know. And nobody seems to give a shit because they're playing crazy companies. And honestly, that's not even what I came here to talk about. I wanted to talk about how much I suck and how much I'm slacking at doing 
the bare minimum I need to do for promotion and pushing the band forward and honestly just how bad I feel about exactly all of that. And I just cannot seem to find a way out because I'm just constantly drowning in all this other stuff. And that's just a couple of things that are going on. And I don't know how to do this anymore. I don't know how to push forward anymore. I kind of need somebody to like carry the water for me, for the band, for, for the, the scene even, for a little bit. I, and I just I can't seem to make that happen. And it sucks. And that's... I did not mean to hit the applause button. Because you shouldn't applaud. I mean, you can applause that. You know what? It's the Hard Rock Lunchbox. You can applause anything you want here. That'll be just fine. In other good news, my good friend Annie Stoic from Jackknife Stiletto has revolved around the sun successfully one more time. Happy birthday, Ms. Stoic, if that is indeed your real name, and it isn't. But uh, what better way to kick off the box with, I don't know, a song about a stalker? Happy birthday, Annie.
Fox. A little falling in reverse, just catching up on the chat. If you want to be part of the conversation, feel free to join in. 99WNRR.com. You can just hop up. We're pretty friendly, sort of. We're really obnoxious and sarcastic, but still kind of friendly. Uh, I played this song last week and was curious if it boxed. It apparently does indeed box. It has been stuck in my head all week. My favorite, favorite part of the new Closure and Moscow song is really like right at the end where he takes like this super deep breath before he sings the chorus. I've had recordings for years that have done that because I'm usually very out of shape by the time I get ready to record. I should probably not do that. Maybe do, do a better job next time. <laughs> but I just love it because I totally, like it just someplace that I've been and that's that's what's up Hard Rock Lunch Box Oh man, first of all uh, my daughter Charlotte who turned 17 this past weekend by the way Yeah, yes (laughs) Uh, She was uh, binge watching uh, all the Harry Potter movies because she's college uh, classes ended already. She's actually already started summer college classes and all of her other juniors in high school are still taking their regents and stuff like that, which is just hella funny to me. But so she was uh, she was watching Prisoner of Azkaban uh, last night and I swear to God man, that movie just sucks you right in. It's so good and like I just, I watched and I was like, I gotta, like I gotta move. Like I gotta like shower and go to bed and stuff and uh I just I just waited to the scene where uh, Hermione punches Draco and like hits him directly in the face, but he's standing in front of the rock and hits his head into the rock. Oh, it's like the best scene. But I had to get out of there because I was definitely if I started going into the parallel time stuff, I was definitely going to get stuck there for the rest of the night. But what I wanted to say is that Q raises an excellent point that I forgot to bring up, and it's a it's a thing. It's definitely becoming. It's moving up my list of pet peeves. Like first of all, there is no office that should be closed from twelve to one. Stagger lunch. Stagger that shit. If you can't figure that out, you shouldn't be a manager. The whole office doesn't need to close Ed for an hour. Like, like, fuck you and your lunch and your office, honestly. Like, if that's what you're doing. Like, be responsible. If you're open from 9 to 5, be open from 9 to 5. But the other thing that's really pissing me off is the fact that, like, doctor's offices will, like, sometimes close at, like, 3 o'clock. Like, th- close at 3 o'clock, like, on a Friday. And then you can't even leave a message, which is the best. They just call back on Monday. But, what, like, that bothers me enough. But the bullshit that really sends me over the top is don't call me at 2.45 and leave me a message asking me to call you back without saying exactly that because now you're just wasting my time and being a dick and now I hate you for life for that. Even if I do need your help. It's always a no. That, yeah, that, this should be this should be what happens when you call your doctor after 3 o'clock on a Friday. It should just be... It's always a no. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I'm so irritated. <laughs> I hate when they do that thing. Find my happy place. Namaste. And also with you. All right, good. So, I didn't do any checking. I'm pretty sure this is a new Foo Fighters song. Honestly, I've been so busy. I've been, like, making all kinds of outrageous claims. uh, Like, I invented the question mark or the chestnuts are lazy if you're a fan of Dr. Evil. I like the song, so I'm playing it. I don't know anything else about it. Feel free to tell me how wrong I am. 99WNRR.com or if you have a real serious complaint obviously it's always uh, M-O-N-T-E at CravingStrange.net Hard Rock Lunch Box I know I've been playing the brand new Bring Me the Horizon song Lost because it's so goddamn catchy but like we can never lose sight of just how awesome they were back when they were metal 
Hard Rock Lunch Box. So, yeah. So I was talking earlier in the show during the uh, top 20 about my, like, seemingly inability to get 100% behind all the stuff I need to do to promote this show. Uh, just honestly, in in just to put things in perspective, I'm still looking to add another band to the August show. I'm actually trying to look for somebody outside uh, my normal orbit. Uh, I was thinking about actually reaching off, reaching out to the guys in off guard, um, but I don't know yet. Um, just because I feel like that's a really good opportunity to get into the warehouse. And uh, I definitely need somebody that's going to work and apparently work harder than me. But in terms of this this coming show, like I do want to take a moment and just thank like everybody in Craving Strange because they are doing a very good job. Uh, they're doing their typical very good job of promoting. Uh, in fact, I was even uh, hearing from Frank. I was at soccer practice yesterday and I kept getting flyers from Frank because uh, he's just looking to promote the show, which is awesome. And, you know, it just it highlights like what kind of like the job that needs to actually get done in order to do these things and as we're playing less and less the promotion becomes more and more important because it's not just a normal thing you fall off people's radars talking about the simple fact that people are too distracted to even call in a pain medicine or, uh, order to the pharmacy when you actually need it you can imagine how high up on the list of everybody's day-to-day Issues is a Rebel 9 show. It just isn't. It just isn't at all. In fact, I bet you I could find 10 right now regular Rebel 9 fans that don't even know that we have a show on June 16th. I bet you I could because I'm, I'm not on Facebook all the time. I do not promote all the time. I am definitely not one of those people that direct emails or direct text people. Like, I really don't do that unless there's a really good reason. Like, if we're... Like, if we're playing, like, in Philly, like, I do have friends kind of in the area. I'd be like, hey, man, just to let you know we're going to be in town because that's, like, kind of a once-a-year event. But as we're playing four, five, six local shows this year, we're getting pretty close to that once-a-year event. Like, it's harder and harder to kind of get those things in front of people. Uh, and, you know, we really do have no choice but to either direct access them, which I'm, I'm not really comfortable doing, or super promoting on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Instagram I'm a little bit better with, but honestly, like, people don't follow me because I don't post all the time. Like I keep telling myself I'm going to dedicate two hours a week or whatever to just doing this stuff, and I just don't. And for all intents and purposes, my band has not picked up any of that slack. I mean, Kaz will like, do a flyer. like He just redid a flyer for, for Beeries, which is which is fine. Like, and that'll help promote like a new flyer. People like, Oh, that's shiny and stuff like that. So, so that's good. But like, we're not hitting the market nearly as hard as we're supposed to be. And like a lot of that comes to me, but I guess like, I'm not trying to make excuses for myself, but I have been doing it for 15, 20 years, like pretty much nonstop. And I'm just in a point in my life where I simply cannot do it every single day. And that's actually what the job calls for. And that's, what's really, really sad because I have the product, I have the show, I have the bands, it's all going to happen. And the last piece really is letting people know about it. And I'm just hitting wall after wall after wall in my own life and just in the way things are working. And I honestly don't have any way around it. So I am grateful for the people that do like reach out and ask like, hey, when are you playing? And I'll give them the list of the three shows that we have on the calendar. And they're like, okay, I'm going to go to that one or that one and that one. Uh, but I am, I am really trying, but I'm really also very grateful for the 
people, uh, the bands and the individuals in those bands that are actually doing the work and promoting these things because it's really helping uh, to make this a better show. And honestly, that's all I want. Like, I'm not looking to have like a great Rebel 9 show. I'm at the point where I just don't give a shit. I don't care. I'm happy to be playing because I enjoy playing. I like that people enjoy seeing us play, but I'm not like, oh my God, that Rebel 9 show. Like, nobody cares. Nobody cares. And honestly, nobody cares less than me. So I just want to have a good show for all of us, for everybody that comes out, everybody that comes out to see it, everybody that comes out to play. I would just like to, I would like to enjoy this a little bit longer. And that's basically what I'm trying to squeeze out of this almost empty tube of toothpaste, unfortunately. Our very own Donna is turning 24 this week, so she put in a birthday request. It's a Rebel 9 song, so that kind of works for me.
Surrender your thoughts into my hands Let me breathe them for you Surrender your heart into my hands about possible songs in the set list here in the chat and uh yeah I, I it's definitely worth mentioning i think that there is definitely and i could say definitely a few more times but there's there's some perspective shift or some some perspective differences uh that i have like writing sets like i there's there's reasons to include song in a songs in a set depending on the show that you're doing like for example um We've been playing a new one called Run Through Me. We've played it twice. I'm just trying to tighten it up to get some, you know, feel for it before we head back into the studio in the fall or in the winter. Uh, but we also have a brand new song called Nothing At All um, that I nobody's ever heard. So I would like to play that to get some actual reaction and some feedback. We'll probably likely play it in August, too, if it goes over or goes well. Uh, we also have this song um, that I got to talk to the band about tonight. It's called um, End Us All. End Us All. It used to have a longer title. It's called End Us All, but we completely rewrote the middle of this song, and I rewrote the chorus. So it's not technically a new song, and we played it once or twice live, but it was never quite right, so we're probably going to play that one again. So, like, I have reasons to play songs uh, at, at set lists, uh, in, in, at shows, and put them on set lists, but then the rest of the songs are really about, like, what the audience is that we're dealing with. So, like, when we're playing with, like, an older band or an older kind of, like, classic rock band, like, we definitely stay away from more poppier stuff because that's not what that audience wants to hear. Like, and our fans, generally speaking, will like most of the songs that we pick anyway, even if it's, like, across the, the, the or runs the gamut of, of styles. But we're trying to attract newer people. So when we're playing a show like at Beery's, I'm not really expecting to make any new fans, right? Like, I mean, it'd be great if we do, and that's fine. But, like, we're really playing to you guys. Like, this is a show that we get to play and then you guys get to see. So, like, I'm not trying to sell you anything other than, I guess you could say, like, I want your opinion on new material. Like, because I want that reaction. If the crowd really likes it, that's good. Like, the first time we played Aaliyah, like, everyone was like, yo, that's a good song. Like, that kind of thing. That's information I need. And that fat actually fast-tracked Aaliyah onto the recording. It wasn't even my idea, but it got the, the band moving so quickly on it because of the reaction that by the time we met with uh, Cassiano, it was, oh, this song is really good and this song is really moving. And it actually kind of usurped a bunch of other songs to get into the queue there. That's why that one got tracked. 
Um, so, uh, like I said, we're, we're looking to uh, probably record again and uh, do some more in the fall or the winter. Probably the winter, just because it's going to take us a long time to roll these ones out. Uh, Run Through Me is probably going to be in that batch, as is uh, nothing at all, if that goes well. Uh, but we still have like all this other backlog of material, including songs like End Us All and uh, As You Run. Uh, and even it's all right, like those, you know, and, and, and scars, we never got around to recording scars. Um, so that kind of stuff, maybe we'll do scars. We haven't done scars in a long time. I could see starting with that. Yeah. It's been a long time. Maybe we can do that. Uh, but I'll talk to the band about it. Um, but Oh, what I was saying about perspective is like, we're talking about another mistake and I don't know that people still like hearing that song. Like at every show, they want us to close with it. Like we don't close every show with it, but we close most shows with it. Uh, because it's just super high energy. It's fun. If we're not closing with San Jose, we're usually closing with, um, with with another mistake. But I just I never honestly know if people are tired of it. I know the band gets tires tired of some songs. I've talked about uh, when we used to play the Good Fight. And the reason we don't play the Good Fight anymore is because we've probably played it fifteen thousand times, and the band's a little tired of it. I still like the song, but you know I feel like if the band's that tired of it, the fans really must be that tired of it. And I've had people ask like. Oh, you should do this. Like, I just found out at the last band practice that um, Kaz's niece really likes what it is. It's her favorite song. And we never play what it is, like, because it's been problematic in the band anyway. But we've been working on it, and it's ready to go. So maybe it's time to bring that bad boy back out. It is, like, the only official video of the band. So, like, but I don't know what people want to hear, right? Like, you know, people always like new and shiny. But, you know, what's new and shiny to me is, like, songs that aren't even recorded yet. So it's... Literally, this conversation is the kind of stuff that goes on in my head all the time. And you guys don't need to hear it. Unless, of course, it's Thursday from noon to two. I was very happy to get Born of Scars back uh, in the mix with us. We have not played with them in some time. They were on basically like a hiatus for a while. Uh, but I've played with them off and on for uh, probably a decade at this point. Uh, and they just finished recording new material. So when I asked Pete if he was down to play, I was like, this is perfect timing. So that's awesome. If you don't know Born of Scars, uh, you probably know, like if you're a KJ's fan or a former KJ's fan, you probably know Victoria from, um, from Karaoke Night there. But... Yep, she's uh, Born of Scars singer, Pete's guitar player, and I've known Pete forever. And, uh, yeah, they they just recorded new material. I don't have the new material yet, but I do have the big release they did when Victoria joined the band. And this might jog your memory a little. It's Born of Scars on the box.
lunch box. Yeah, man, a little velvet revolver. Just digging that riff. Just digging that riff. Well, it did not go unnoticed that Hanson put out a remake of their classic and slash only good song ever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they called it Umbop 2.0. Melissa wanted to hear it. She made it very clear that that was the case. So it's time for Mel's musical moment. And it's Mbop. Everyone dance. Hard Rock Lunch Box. That's just a little something I found from Redline Chemistry. Also, if you're planning on coming to the Beery Show uh, on Hempstead Turnpike in Bethpage on June 16th, roughly around, what is it, like 8.30, 9 o'clock, the show starts. Another of the bands you might recognize from right here on the Hard Rock Lunchbox and from the myriad songs that they keep putting out, so much so that I honestly cannot remember if there's a new song I'm supposed to be playing. If there is, Mike, I apologize. I'm Completely off my game, but here's a good one that came out at least recently. It's something heavy in the box. Bye. Bye. 
Punch Box. Man, I used to love Letters to Cleo. Good band. Good band. Uh, the K, the chicks that sings for that band, go on to sing the theme uh, for Josie and the Pussycats, which is just such a great, great song. Uh, that three small words that uh, Danger Club covered when they came out to do whatever new to you show that was. Man, they nailed it. Um, uh, oh, yeah. So this is funny. So, so uh, truth be told, and uh, I don't think I'm betraying any confidences here, but one of Noodle's, uh, it's, like, uh, it's like a minute with Noodle. Hang on, hang on. This, this moment, this Noodle moment. <laughs> Uh, one of Noodle's favorite local songs of all time. He's got a few of them, but one of his favorite local songs is Hypocrite from Last Turn Off Broadway. Now, there's a lot there right away <laughs> that I could work with, but it was to the point where he, you know, he was asking me about it again the other day, and um, you know, a couple or a couple weeks ago rather. So I actually sent him, you know, I had to send him the link, the Spotify link, so he could listen to it. Um, and it's fine. Like I don't, you know, it's a good song. It's a, it's not my favorite Last Turn of Broadway song, but you know, it's, that's cool. It's still a Last Turn of Broadway song. But it did take a minute to remind him just how badly and how often that band tried to fuck us over. <laughs> and I thought that maybe that would flavor some of what he listens to, and uh, it did not at all. So, whoop, wrong button. There we go. It did not at all. So. He still went and listened to it. So instead of playing LTOB right now, which I would be inclined to do anyway because I do like this song, I just want to play something that I know that Noodle finds terribly, terribly annoying because it's one of the catchiest songs ever written in terms of earworms. And uh, I should just send him this every time he asks me for an LTOB song. Hard Rock Lunch Box. Not only does that sound mean one thing, that it's indeed time for your weekly craving of the week featuring... Craving Strange, but it's also a reminder that if you're looking to see Craving Strange play live, the next opportunity to do that is... What a coincidence! It's with us! Yay! June 16th, and Mr. Barry's in Beth Page will be a show to remember for at least the next 24 hours, or, you know, whatever. But you don't have to remember it. I'm not putting up any... I'm not putting up... Any any guards or any expectations. I just need you to be there and experience remembering it is completely optional. It's always a no. Or unlikely. Either one is fine with me. <laughs> I honestly don't know if you're going to hear this song, a new song, an old song, cover song, a blue song, something borrowed, something blue. I, I don't know. But you might.
Fox. Ah, uh, love me some Deftones, just to show you just how crazy everything gets. I literally just sat here trying to figure out what I was going to do with the rest of my Friday. Even though it's clearly Thursday, because if it was Friday, I just wasted a whole lot of time talking to nobody, and that's not the case, because you all were hanging out this whole time and making the Hard Rock Lunchbox awesome, and it's Thursday, because we do this on Thursdays. Well, it's time for me to get on out of here. It does look like it's going to be beautiful for the foreseeable future, except for a little bit of rain on Saturday. I wouldn't worry about it too much. I certainly hope that Q and I both get in touch with our medical professionals at some point. And we can let the healing begin. As for the rest of you, have yourself a great rest of your week and a great weekend. And we'll do this all again uh, next Thursday, I'm thinking around noonish. And uh, we'll just take it from there. If you need some advice on what I think you should probably be doing over the next couple of days, let me advocate for uh, for a little little bit of this. And I'll see you next week. Box. Hard rock lunch. Fox.